Because you want to live in the forefront of your times, in ideals and in sacrifice, you have elected this. Live from Mad Rivers Boulevard, it's Paul and Ray! Hi, Z! Hi, Z! Remember when that was massive? Mm, huge. It's up there with like the ten tenors, like these <laughs> weird little things that sort of. Uh, there must be some group of people who mm. just heard from sort of shit thing to shit thing. You know, Andre Rios yeah. where they are now, but they used to be Gregorian chant. They used to be ten tenors. Although there is a little setup in Sydney Harbour coming up soon for the opera. I'm not a massive opera fan, but I did. I have been considering whether I would like to go and see the opera just, just because opera on the water. Well, yeah, because it's floating on the harbour, and I feel like that would be interesting. <laughs> but I'm really fearful that I'm going to spend two hundred dollars on a ticket, turn up, and go no. Nah, Opera's still shit. Okay, you realise that this is the uh, you know, high-class equivalent of Disney on ice. Yes. It's just the take anything, <laughs> add ice, you'll pay money to go That's and see. That's so it. true. Look, they're doing it on the water. Oh, my oh. God. Oh. <laughs> what was that? Remember the three tenors? In my head, for some reason, I've got ticking around Placebo Domingo, but he's not. That's not. I don't think he's Placebo. <laughs> I know. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to name you. After. It's like Placido or something, yeah. isn't it? Placido? Placido. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to go with Placebo. Yeah, all right. And then there was Pavers. Pav, yeah, Pavarotti. And the Pavarotti. one remembers. Yeah, who's old mate? It was just old mate. Just old mate who just sort of, you know, punched out a bit in the middle there. Although yeah. My mum loved the old three tenors. Oh, she did? Because remember there was sort of like, there was something a bit magical mm. about them doing TV specials in, you know, old Italian ruins or something. Oh, yeah. And then Yanni went and did it. Oh, yeah. With the yeah. two keyboards. <laughs> I was YouTubing the other night. I was trying to find his big hit. Oh. Funnily enough, I had no idea what it was called, so that made it a little difficult. Did he have a big hit? Yeah. <laughs> you know the modern male tenors group, Il Devo? Did you, do you, have you heard and of them? the hilarious sort of wogs out of work, Il Dago show Il, oh, that they did. Shit. Very funny. <laughs> Oh, very fun. <laughs> you know, I had a, a friend of mine who worked for a record label and was fairly obsessed with a certain star on the label. And it was a big star, big name star. And for a while there, they were developing quite a rapport, quite a good relationship. And, you know, it seemed like every time he came out to Australia, there'd be a bit of flirting going on. Uh, you know, during interviews and stuff, he would sometimes reference her and then she would send the audio out to everybody on her mailing list. Just to, to... He loves me. Exactly. Um, and, and when that didn't end up happening, she ended up marrying one of the blokes from Il Devo. Oh. What? Talk about a second prize. Now, beep of the name, mm. who was the star? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, not so a bad big star. That is somewhat of a come down. It is. I mean, God love the Il Devo blokes, and if we've got some connection to Will Devo listening. Yeah, and and I mean, now I don't even know. I mean, we're still friends on Facebook, so I'm not 100% sure. What, with Il Devo? No, 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 with this girl. So I don't know whether she's going to listen to the podcast, and if she does, I don't want to belittle your relationship in any way. Oh, because too late now. No, you've, you've, <laughs> you, you kicked it. They've had kids and everything. Oh. They're together. She lives in Paris with him. It's all on. I yeah, mean. But one phone call from <laughs> and she's gone. Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. 
How's your week been, darling? You look beautiful. Thank I mean, you very much. Seriously, there's a certain uh, glow from the inside out that means <laughs> something's different about the insides. <laughs> Are you more kale? What's going on? No, no. Um, it's because you've got Today Show hair. I do have Today Show hair. Very flat. My hair after the Today Show is always very flat. Did you, have um, a, you, know, did you, did you pull some cones with Carl? <laughs> He's getting flack for I haven't I I mean I was reading uh, the article in Sunday Star because one particular thing took my fancy and that was that Karl Stefanovic in the interview said that he's trying to bring the the bloke back and he wonders why men shave their chest hair and this is something that I I am right on board with mm. because my partner shaves his chest hair like clippers it to try and keep it in check mm. and I have had countless conversations with him about letting it grow and yeah, sort of getting be a bit a of... You might be a bit Tom Selleck about it, you right. know? Give me something to run my hands through. What's the excuse? Because if, if, if the intimate partner says, mm. stop something, and you go out and keep doing it, I'm unhappy with this. <laughs> So what, what excuse did he serve up? Well, he said that he just, it's like a grooming thing. He's just trying to be tidy, neat and tidy. But, I, I mean, I'm like, the dude's not going out in, you know, shirts unbuttoned to his belly button. It's not like he wears a Ricky Martin low V yeah. all the time. Like, there's no reason that it can't just be a little bit longer because there's something about that. And he doesn't shave it. He just clippers it. But it still looks like regrowth because all of the hairs are straight, no curls. So when you put your head upon on his face. It's a bit prickly. Yeah, oh, sorry, upon his chest, it's right? It's a bit prickly. Yeah, it's a bit sort of Velcro-y yeah. kind of like, oh. Yeah, and it looks like, you know, a woman's legs who's, wa- a woman who's waiting to get her legs waxed. Well, let alone when your moustache gets caught <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. Can I tell you uh, about a new thing that has come out in the United States in New York? New York. You know, you and I have a uh, love of oh, New York City. Oh, right in there. An adoration. Right in there. Right in Hit there. Hit the backboard. Right, right in and amongst it. Not in summer I like and basketball. Not in summer and winter though. Not a massive New oh, York. No, no, fan. I love it in winter. Really? So oh, oh, you can take. Uh, I was going to try and name all of the seasons, but I'm a little tired. <laughs> You can take <laughs> summer out and leave me with spring, fall, fall. And, uh, and winter. See, I only want spring and fall. Winter to me, I've got no interest in having to get dressed up to go to a restaurant or work like I'm going to be on a ski field, you know? Like yeah, you, but the fun of just sort oh, of, a, no. of slosh, slosh, slosh. But then, then you get into places and there's all this central heating and you're hot and then you're cold. It's just too much work for me. Spring and autumn for me are the two months at New York City is great. But summer... Some of the other things that are great about New York City are that you can pretty much get away with anything. There's a market for everything in that city. Hipsters are massive and a couple of New York hipsters have started up a thing called Preschool Mastermind, which is a preschool for adults which you can join for the bargain price of $1,300. Okay, so what? So we go back and relive our education? No, essentially the idea is to get in touch with your inner child and be a bit more magical by attending four weekly classes that will bring you back to those things you did in preschool like finger painting. Using oh. crayons, oh. musical chairs. Oh, this is 
$1,300. You know what this is to me? This is a couple of out-of-work actors. Oh, yeah. Who have it's not... Theatre sporting. Theatre sporting, who have not scored an acting job in the best part of three and a half years. They haven't made rent. They're sick of doing cafe jobs. And they're like, you know what? There have got to be some trust fund baby hipsters around Brooklyn yeah. who want to do something like attached to their inner child. Let's run workshops, drop a $1,300 price tag on, and what a surprise, people are paying Correct. it. Correct. I hope that it is a authentic experience, that I hope that obviously, you know, milk and a little nap, but I also hope that they've shrunk the toilets right back to those <laughs> little preschool toilets, which yeah. are smaller than even your primary school yes, toilets. Yes, yes. And the idea of an adult sort of walking in and they're sort of bowl at ankle height. Do you know the one place that you can experience that still is at a weekend market that are always in school grounds? Yeah, You go yeah. in and use the toilet and without doubt there is nothing weirder than walking in at the same time as a stranger, going into the cubicle, turning to your right and realising, I, I can see... From your shoulders up <laughs> right now before you said it. It's the weirdest thing. It's like being in one of those Asian loos. Have you ever been in the, like the, yeah, they have yeah, yeah. loos in Asia where the wall is only up to your hip yeah, height. Yeah. So it only covers you when you squat down. But I'll be honest, I'm fine with that. Really? Well, I mean, what can go wrong? <laughs> well, actually, a lot can go wrong. Yes, that's the point. <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. Rach, breaking news. Breaking news. Little baby Asher, three months old today. Oh, my God. Three months old today. Where does the time go? Oh, can I give, like, like proud daddy update? Oh, and I know I'm not the first and I won't be the last person to have a baby. But, like, the past week, this little light's turned on. Oh, the, she's seeing you now? Well, she's seeing and smiling. And all. So we do this little thing where we stick out our tongues like... Yep. And then she can't stick out her tongue fully yet, but sort of just pushes her bottom lip like... And then she smiles at you. Oh, yummy. Because the thing that amazes me about a baby at this early stage is that, like, when I was there last week, she's only just getting to the stage where when you're holding you're like, oh, you see me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas before it was like you're not making eye contact, you're sort of seeing what seems in my mind to be like shapes and blurry because you're not focusing on anything. Mm. But last week was the first time she looked at me and it was only for like a tiny smidgy second. Mm. But you're like, oh, I think she caught me. I think she saw me. I know. It's it's amazing how this goo just explodes inside you. Oh, my God. Recognition, recognition. Like I've never wanted, I've never craved Mm. the attention of anything as much much as I do this kid. Nothing really taps into that idea of wanting to get into the school cool group, yeah. like being around kids. Yeah, you know, cool. when you're around kids, it is like as an adult, yeah. all of a sudden, all of those things that you've spent years and years removing yourself from <laughs> just completely fill you again, where you just think, just, do you like me? Do you want to be my friend? Yeah, do, you, yeah. are you, do you find me interested? Do you want to hang around? Because me? it's that thing where they have no filter, so mm. it is, yeah. Or no, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, when it's that pure, you're going for the yay all the time. Well, I bring up uh, little one mm. only because, uh, according to kidspot.com.au, they have put together a list of Australia's best slash worst bogan names. Oh, yeah, allegedly real names people called their kids. Okay, number one, Anaphany. Anaphany, okay, when you take entirely respectable name like Anthony 
and reduce it to the sounds that it makes. And for knee. That's what. That's a speech impediment. Yeah, that's not a name. That is when people pronounce their ths as an f, and you usually say to that person, "I think you should see a speech therapist." You don't name your child that. Uh, Ashton, um, yeah, of course. Mm. Uh, Bj. Now I've always had issues with this. <laughs> I've just always had issues with it. Same as I've had issues with the Cj. That's sort of those. But BJ is another level. Like Correct. I know in Australia, I, there's no question. There's no question, and it doesn't matter. I am a university educated, you know, woman who does not, outside of this podcast, stoop to the lowest common denominator. Often, however, whenever I hear somebody say their friend is called BJ or their wife is called BJ, Correct. I just think to myself. We all know what that means. Let me prove this. Multiple educated smart woman. <laughs> Don't make See? Laugh. Make you laugh. Make you laugh. Don't make, Don't make me laugh at the podcast. Why? <laughs> I'm better than this. Yeah, I know. But, but that doesn't mean I'm not. <laughs> How many of those have you got? 20. <laughs> Keep the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. What's the story with Shia? I don't know. <laughs> with Shia LaBeouf or LaBeouf yeah, or whatever. I thought that LaDouche yeah. had <laughs> pulled the pin on being famous. Remember, didn't he just declare, I'm not famous anymore, I'm yeah. out of acting? But I feel like he's Joaquin Phoenix light. Yeah, yeah. And his latest thing is that apparently he's moved from actor to performance artist and he's done a couple of online art projects, which to me fits into the category of saying that you are a curator of a hashtag, you is know. Somebody yeah, on? remember ages ago I told you about that job description yes, where you yes, said yes, that yes, you will yes. curate your independent oh. hashtag, which essentially just means typing hashtag whatever the hashtag is. That is curating. That is not going to university to study art history and then curating the Guggenheim. Brilliant. That is doing nothing. So this kind of taps into that, that whole environment because his first art project involved the hashtag I am sorry, where members of the public were given the opportunity to stand alone in a room with him while he wore a paper bag over his head. What? How is that art? No. That's not art. That's nothing. And so so this, this I Am Sorry art project oh. was a collaboration, which oh. let's all take a moment to um, digest that because that means that more than one person was involved in coming up with this and working on it. Like Correct. it wasn't just one person's stupid idea that they thought, nah, I won't do that. But his latest collaboration with the same people that did the I Am Sorry project is a thing called Follow My Heart, where oh. when he was at the South by Southwest Festival, his way of connecting with people was to wear a heart monitor and his heartbeat was streamed live across the internet and you could follow his heartbeat. What a dick. What a dick. But guess what? He's what? worth 25 million bucks. Pardon me? I was just having a look. The bloke's worth $25 million. I, had, I don't know what. I've lost the power of speech. What, you know, because part of you was how do I marry him? And part of you was... How do I get people to follow my heart and make $25 million? That's, also, that's the stupid thing that is part of the iWatch, which as you know in previous episodes I'm all in on. Like you and, and Plus One... 2.0. Yeah. Plus one Vista. 
can get together and you can nominate the stupid thing where you nominate one and one person only and oh, you can beat. send them your heartbeat, heartbeat and then they send them yours. It's like a little, oh, I it's, love you. It's the same with they have another thing called tap where you can tap out patterns mm. that will then send to another person as a way to send like an intimate... Have Conversation. Yeah, unless they're thinking of launching eye underpants. What's that? Well, when you tap and the underpants do the rumbling. Oh, right. I didn't think I'd have to point that out. <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. Rach, I know this is a story of mental illness, but let's go where the rest of the internet is going, and that's pretending it's not, and okay. let's giggle at it. Yes. A 31-year-old woman says that a tree named Tim is, quote, the best sex she's ever had. Oh, these people. This is like the woman who wanted to marry the roller coaster, mm. you know, all of this stuff. The Berlin Wall, somebody's married the Brooklyn Bridge. Yes, I've seen a documentary where somebody mm. uh, is in love with the Eiffel Tower and yeah. has sex with the Eiffel yeah. Tower. How did they do that? Well, literally. Just she, rubbed she, up she, against. Yeah, she <gasps> just she sort of removes the duds. Are there security around well, to stop that kind of behaviour? Well, no, sort of in, in France, love is what ah, love is. right, okay. If you want to love a building, <laughs> you may rub yourself against it. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Baguettes. <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. While we're on the topic of weird sexual fetishes, did you read the story about the alleged tryst that Michael Phelps got into? Now, I'm going to defend this bloke. Yeah, no, I'm with you on this. No, I think we're, yeah, unity, yeah. you do the defending and I'll back you up. I would just say there was a woman that's come out and said that Michael Phelps met her on Tinder and she is a plus-size dominatrix. No, uh, she's not. She's a double plus. <laughs> she's a double plus. Like, size. if plus size is what size eight? Well, plus size they say is sort of size twelve now. She's definitely got a fair few sizes on that. Yeah. Apparently, she swallowed a plus size model. <laughs> Apparently, this woman says that Phelps got in touch with her in 2013 to arrange a meeting at the London Hotel in New York and paid her nine hundred dollars US. And said on the phone before he arrived, could you drink some water before I get to the hotel so that when he turned up, she could wee on him. Oh, and also he wanted to wear women's underwear. Yeah. I just think in this case, the bird who shops herself out dominatrix style is maybe not the most credible witness. Yeah, correct. Or I'll put it out here in terms of defence of Phelps. Mm. Let's imagine every single thing that she said happened Mm -hmm. and every single thing she was willingly a part of. Mm -hmm. Why is it anyone's business what happened? Like, this is my issue. I'm not into kooky stuff. We talk a lot about the mish on this show. Yeah, we do. All right. But my thing is, if that's what you're into, just think it's really shitty to go, to go and then say what happened when you were completely willing for it to happen. Of course it is. Like, but okay, let me just slip in here for a moment, um, like he did, uh, ah! and say if it did happen, mm. I, I think to myself, in these situations, you know, you are an Olympic athlete, you have a massive international profile. The reason that I don't believe these stories is that I just think to myself, surely you know that somebody is going to come out and talk about these things. And also, I mean, bless her little cotton socks, you don't need to be a size six to be attractive. But, you know, Mm. all of the people that Michael Phelps could have a crack at before he got this far down the list, you would need to go on Tinder. Isn't that the whole point, that you hope 
that one day you can just be swipe, 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 and then you're, oh, it's warning. <laughs> yeah, I think that happens anyway. Get the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. Permission to get a little lowbrow again, P. Oh, Murray. Oh, please. We've just solved the Middle East. <laughs> I know that. I feel like because you do so much serious and important things on Paul Murray Live, 9pm Sky News. Oh, I love you. Pluggity, plug, plug, plug. But this is the sort of area where you can get all of it this shit outlet. out. It is an outlet. <laughs> no, no, no. What's, you know, as we know, it's a big part of the, who I am. Yeah, here we go. Um, okay, speaking of uh, shit, there is a funny hey, story. Hey. Hey. Out of New Zealand, yes. you remember one of our favourite uh, stories that we ever heard on the radio show that we used to do at nights was about the poo in, in a taxi. taxi. Well, this is a story is it about... an Uber poo in a taxi? <laughs> no, a poo in an Uber? <laughs> no, this is a story about a poo in an indoor swimming centre. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> in New Zealand, an indoor swimming centre has been under attack... From a serial pool pooper. <laughs> the Invercargill Splash Palace. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a toilet. It does. Has been plagued by a poo scandal for five weeks in a row, oh, no. with the culprit choosing fi- Friday evenings to leave their mark, according to the Southland Times. A city council aquatic services manager, imagine that for a job, Pete Thompson said the ongoing incident has cost the pool tens of thousands of dollars in lost revenue. Avenue. <laughs> Basically, what happens is that apparently so closed for deep pooing. Yes, apparently, what happens is that after five p.m. every Friday night for the past five weeks, saying oh, so on, they finished work for the week. Yeah, time to go for swimming. Somebody's come in, dropped a load in the pool, and then they've had to close the pool for six hours for cleaning. Wow! But then what they did at one point was that the the culprit did one in the leisure pool, so he moved everybody to the kids in the learners pool and then they did one in the kids and learners pool so they had to move the kids back to the main pool where another one appeared in the main pool so they had to shut the whole place down and then he said you imagine this when this is your job and this is the quote that will forever be in Google under your name Mr Thompson had said in one of the pools was diarrhea. Oh. That was unfortunate. <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. I caught a cab the other day. No, you didn't. Yes, no, I did. Stop lying. I really did, which I'm going to stop doing, Why? I've decided. Well, well, hang on. What? There's an entire industry bleeding <laughs> thanks to... No. Because I, I've gotten into you the were. habit of taking cabs to and from the airport. Oh. God, that's expensive. Why don't you just ring Uncle Paulie? I'll give you a lift. Seriously, I'm going to have to start doing something because I'm considering taking the bus. I'm travelling that much to Melbourne at the moment that it is just too expensive to okay. be catching what, a cab. What's stopping you going and living with this bloke? <sighs> I don't want to move to Melbourne. Uh, we're going to have to move there. Just stay there for a little while. <laughs> Are you trying to get rid of me? No. Do you not want to do no, this podcast No, we can Skype anymore? and stuff. We can do a thing. But I'm just saying, come on, I want you to hold hands all day. Ooh. I want you to experience some Kilda Beach. On a Tuesday. What shit beaches? Yeah. I mean, really, yeah. I, to all of our Melbourne listeners, I dearly love the city, but the beaches really. Oh, they rock a dreaming. laneway, they rock, you know, they, they, they rock uh, inner city cool better yeah. than anywhere else in the country, mm. but beaches. Beaches, no. Um, so the, I've been catching a lot of cabs lately, and I had a conversation with a cabbie the other day. Do you notice when you get an Uber cab that the cabbies that 
are interested in a five-star rating are much chattier than just the cabbies that you hail on the side of the road. Oh, absolutely. For, what that forgets, though, is that some of us like a bit of shush time. I just don't understand the whole thing of people saying, oh, don't talk to me, I just need some alone time in a cab. It's like, this is their office. Yeah, They're yeah, yeah. For 12 hours a day. Yeah, that's true. Are that's really very true. That important? Well, the guy that I was speaking to actually was very interesting. What I like is, uh, you know, when you get a cab driver with an interest story and the cabbie that I had was from Pakistan so we got to a bit of chatting about he was about to go over there and see his family his wife and his kids had gone over there to what visit the family the did, you, did you get involved oh, we didn't in get that? into involved <laughs> we didn't get involved in that we were too busy uh, talking about other just random things at one point Has somebody ever done a poo in your taxis <laughs> that's about as <laughs> in depth as my analysis gets but what he was saying uh, at one point he was talking about why Australia is the land of opportunity and why he wanted to come over here and what he loves about it. And he's saying, see that guy over there? He's cleaning the streets. He has as much opportunity as I do to drive a cab. I can have as nice a life as him or as a builder or as a lawyer um, or as this girl next to me. And she pulled up in a Lexus and he was like, oh, clearly she's got a good life. I was like, yes. And then because I didn't laugh, it was that amusing thing that I love when people who, if you don't laugh at the joke immediately, give it a bit of a that was humour. Yeah, 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 exactly, <laughs> and I'm like, exactly. no, 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 I got that that, that was humour and I sort of gave him the... You just didn't pr- hit my threshold of hilarious. Exactly, so I gave him the appropriate giggle and then he gave me a bit of, sometimes I put humour in to, to make you laugh. Yes, no, I'm aware of how conversation <laughs> works. Uh. You're listening to Paul and Rach. Rach, speaking of taxis, uh, and we all know Alan Jones, and of course we've known him on and off the air, Mm -hmm. I've done the impersonation for a while. He does from time to time like deliberately mispronouncing words, just sort of having his own way of doing it. I want to play you something he said on his radio show. Now, we have talked a lot about Uber. Yes. Uber. 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 Okay? This is the Jones version of Uber. Now, this, I suppose, is something that, Many people won't be comfortable with in a way because convenience is everything. Uber. (laughs) Every second person you talk to uses Uber. That's all well and good. But at what price? Of course, they're cheaper. And you just dial them up, take the app, and away you go. The New South Wales Transport Minister Gladys Berejiklian you got that and right. the Victorian Taxi Services Commissioner, <laughs> Graham Samuel, have hauled a few of these Uber X drivers oh, into the courts. Now, Uber X <laughs> All is right. Yeah. Come on, come on. He knows what he's doing. And guess who's going to be reading Rachel's story time today? <laughs> Keep the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. What are your thoughts on Iggy Azalea? I'm so fancy. Yeah, that one. Is that one. the one? Mm. Uh, mm, oh, I was going to say, is she a prawn? But no, I, I, no, none of it works for me. Yeah, I'm not a massive she's fan. She's got a fake either. bum, doesn't she? Uh, no, I think her bum is real, but her boobs are just recently refurbished. Who's, who's, who's the one with the fake bum? Uh, the one, the one, anaconda woman. Oh, Nicki Minaj. Is that fake? Oh, that. Please. How can that be naturally occurring? I believe that is actually real. What, that massive sort of bot Yes, yes. Really? Yeah, I believe it is. All right, well, if she wants to come here, we will expect (laughs) on the program next week. Uh, I just want to play a little clip. Iggy's been in the news a lot lately for a bunch of different things, but she was doing a rap uh, at a festival. Mm. And have a listen to this and see if you can 
decipher any of it. What? Uh, okay, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's not rapping. That's just. I mean, I if you want to pay. That's how Asher talks. <laughs> want to stay in touch? Head to the website paulandrach.com.au. Rach, there's a dear friend of ours. I'll hold his name off for now. But he's a massive fan of a thing called the Squatty Potty. Now, oh. we, I think, years ago, I think it was on the radio, actually talked about the Squatty Potty. I purchased one for our friend, Merrick Watts. There you go. Who wanted to uh, get a little bit more of an appropriate angle while going to the loo. They're very good for you, P. Murray, because they put your knees up and they give you a little shoot, uh, you know, a natural it sort of... It is amazing. Mm. I've got to say, you know what, uh, and I had I had uh, opportunity to avail myself of said product, mm-hmm. and you know what? five-star rating. It is an impressive piece of work. (laughs) But anyway, I was just thinking, next week I'm going to try and hunt down this person, our mutual friend. Yeah. Because you need to hear the passion with which they love this product. Oh, really? So, you know, if you don't know what Squatty Potty is, go and YouTube it and work it all out. But essentially it is using a Western toilet. Yes. By putting your knees up. It's kind of East meets West meets South. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to Paul and Rach. Just quickly before we wrap up the podcast. Stop it. Have you heard about these naked tours that they're doing at Canberra's National Gallery? They're going to give 150 lucky people the chance to... Lucky people. (laughs) Lucky people. The chance to see the summer exhibition by James Turrell this year. And they get to go through the National Gallery completely nicky new. Imagine if you're the one who ends up, you know, going, thinking, okay, I'm going to do the nerd tour. But there's, you know, a probus club who's also been (laughs) the same thing. Because, you know, it's one of their outings. Well, the, the rules say we have to take off her panties. <laughs> Keep the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. Rach, you're one of our beautiful friends, making it big in the world. Beautiful Alicia Malone. Alicia. Alicia Malone. Her website, Malone's Movie Minute, was, uh, she's the lady we used to muck around with on the radio and uh, very cute. Very, very cute. cute. She also does Movie Juice now, hosts yeah. it with Jess Tovey and Yeah, that on Channel person. 10, yeah, that's, yeah. that's getting a run. She's doing the you know, schmoes nose. She's mm. all over the shop. Anyway. She's over in LA. She's been working there for a while now, but I'm really proud of her because she's, now she's made the nomination list for FHM's 100 Sexiest of 2015. Does that mean she has to get her bazooms out? Well, no. Other oh. people at this stage seem to have just taken a photo of her, oh. and, and it's sort of it's it's up for selection. Oh, that's the way she wants to do it. Correct. She's nailed that. Correct. So she's there, and you can go and find her. I tweeted out a link to to all of this. But if you want to vote for her, just go searching for fhm.com. Look for 100 Sexiest 2015. Go find Leishy. Vote, 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 vote. Because she has promised me that she will wear a bikini if she actually makes the 100. Really? She will wear a bikini <laughs> over a T-shirt, <laughs> over a T-shirt, if they make the 100 sexies. But anyway, good on you, sweetie. She's just gorgeous. All right, now, uh, time for us to go to the world of Rachel's story time. But uh, in the place of Rachel today, reading a story from Pickety Magazine. Mm. It's a delightful Alan Jones. Yeah, it's a bit hard for me to intro. I know, that's very true. Sorry, it took me a while to get on. 
And seeing as he seems so intent on referring to that uh, very Gen Y way of travelling around as the Uber. 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 I believe that today's safe word should indeed be Uber. And Alan, let me just tell you that I have managed to find in the deep, dark recesses of our porn collection Mm. a delightful little girl-on-girl story. Well done. Well done, dear Rachel. I'm always pleased to meet an archivist. Are you a Dewey Decimal archivist? I am. All of our pornography is appropriately catalogued and uh, logged. Well, if one wanted to go, ABCD L is where we're going to find this one because it's called Lesby Hyphen Friends. I grew up with very religious parents, so I lived a very sheltered life. Until recently. Mm. I was hanging out with Nikki, a good friend who's also gorgeous. Of course she is. Unlike me, she's had many partners and knows exactly what to do (laughs) in bed. Both her parents and older brother Mike were out for the weekend when we discovered some pornography digital video discs. (laughs) <laughs> stashed under Mike's bed. I'd never seen this sort of thing before, but she was comfy enough, and I was comfy enough with Nikki to, quote, give them a squeeze. <laughs> squeeze. It was lesbian porn, and I was immediately turned on. We were about ten minutes into it. We- oh, dear. <laughs> we were about ten minutes into it when I made a serious joke about being a little Uber. No, Uber. Uber. <laughs> my apologies the whole point, isn't it? Uber. Uber. <laughs> Uh, she did pan. Maybe we should do something about that. Then she looked at me with pure lust in her eyes. Oh. Nikki slid her hand through my thigh, slowly working it up <laughs> to my Uber. <laughs> oh dear! Uh, her Uber rubbed my Uber. I was shy and embarrassed about how good it all felt. Oh dear! I quickly got out of my undies. <laughs> Lay back on the sofa, allowing Nikki easy access to my Uber. Oh, What's well, French now? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ran my hands through my hair. Oh, God almighty. <laughs> As she Ubered my Uber. Uber! 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 I screamed out loudly as I... Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do the rest of it. This because it's going to. We're, we're, we're about four paragraphs from the end, and I want you just to read that one to yourself and tell me you can't even drop code words over that, okay? okay? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, all right, see you next week. Bye. Uber. 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 You're listening to Paul and Rach.